Welcome to the Dr. Lori Marvis podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Dr. Mauricio Gonzalez, uh, who is in New York. He's a second year internal medicine resident. And thank you to the welcome. Thank you for coming and spending some time uh, of your day with us. And I appreciate everything that uh, you've been doing. Can you share your story with us, Dr. Mauricio? No, sure, Lori. No, thank you. I'm I'm very pleased with your invitation and very pleased to talk to your audience. So absolutely, I I love to share my my history. Uh, so I became a vegetarian 14 years ago. And the reason I became a vegetarian is because I came across two books that really changed my mind. Uh, one of those was The China Study, of course. Uh, and the other one was the history of uh, Greek philosophy, right? And the history of Greek philosophy, it's very curious because they have a lot of examples of people who were promoting a plant-based diet for civil issues, you know, how to be better citizens, how to be, you know, in harmony with your society and stuff like that. So when I read those two books, it really changed something in my mind. I said, like, wow, so this is not only a health issue, it's also a, it, it's also a society issue. So that really sparked my energy. I immediately became a vegetarian. I was vegetarian for 14 years, and I became a vegan five years ago. So how so, old were you, yeah. if you don't mind me asking, when you were reading these books to make such a philosophical decision? I mean, it's wonderful. I was 21 years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was 21 years old. I'm 35 years now. Uh, so, yeah, that that's the, that, that's the beginning. And ever since, I've been studying, I've been doing research, like pretty much, I would say, every day regarding this topic. It's really my passion. And somehow along the line of this path, I started promoting this on large basis. We, I created seminars in Mexico. I actually had the opportunity to visit the major cities in my country, um, promoting these, doing seminars. I actually wrote a book about it. Uh, in Spanish, of course, and, you know, I've been talking in radio shows, TV shows about these, and I got to be honest with you, when I started, I said, come on, Mexico, the country of pork, the country of meat, the country of, you know, of fried food, is it possible? And, you know, Laurie, it's actually very possible. It's just a matter of talking to people, demonstrating that this is a nice type of nutrition, like it's delicious, it's easy, it's cheap. And then things start to happen. Then things start to happen. And I had the pleasure to attend this earlier this year to one of the biggest vegan festivals, I would say, in the world. And it's in the south of Mexico, in Riviera Maya, Tulum Vegan Fest. And I was excited to see people all over Latin America, Venezuela, Buenos Aires, Argentina, Colombia, you know, from all those countries. And they somehow are very knowledgeable about plant-based nutrition. So <laughs> the takeaway message for me is that you have to keep promoting this. Mm -hmm. it, the barriers that sometimes we have in our minds are just, you know, fake. Mm -hmm. They're not real. And I'm very pleased with that. I'm very pleased with that. So that's a little bit of my history. 
So how did you decide to go to medical school or when and when and where and how that you majored in nutritional science, I guess, in college? Can you tell us a little bit about that in your education? Yeah, absolutely. So what happened is as a nutrition major, you get to talk to patients, right? You get to talk to them about lifestyle changes and things like that. But I really wanted to reach a broader population, people with chronic degenerative diseases, maybe people with cancer. And the only way to do that, at least legally, <laughs> is to do med school, right? And so I went to med school. Uh, I actually had opportunity to participate in a neuroscience research lab in, in, in my university. I was very, very close to the research process. And that, that also helped me because I started to read all this literature regarding nutrition, and I wanted, I wanted to be able to tell if this is a good methodology or this is not a good methodology. And thanks to that, now I know how to read nutrition literature and how to digest it and how to spread it in a very concise and easy manner. Mm -hmm. And that's important. So you went to school in Mexico. How do, how do you feel the training in Mexico varies in the United States to Mexico? Is there more nutrition in medical school in uh, Mexico? No. <laughs> no, I think it's pretty much the same throughout the world, Lori. And I can say that, I mean, I cannot say 100% sure throughout the world, but I have friends who are doing med school in Germany, Ireland, you know, Scotland, UK. And I would say that in those uh, countries, it's pretty much the same. Sometimes you have 30 hours of nutrition uh, uh, courses, but they're not really nutrition courses per se. They talk about parental nutrition, enteral nutrition, and things like that, but not really nutrition as prevention, mm -hmm. right? And in Mexico, it's pretty much the same. Wow. Pretty, pretty much the same, yeah, unfortunately. So, so you have a pretty good social media presence. How is How are the Spanish-speaking population in New York? Are, are, they, are you involved in that, or how are you sharing that message to that population? Okay, so I'm fairly new to the United States. I just got here 20 months ago. And, you know, and you probably remember what it was like to be an intern, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> you were... a few years ago, but yeah. <laughs> my daughter's starting medical school this fall, so oh my God, that's, that's how fantastic. old I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you look pretty young. You must be all the antioxidants <laughs> yeah. from the planet. Antioxidants, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's very tough as an intern. You have to spend a lot of time in the, in the hospital and... You know, you know how it goes. Right. But in Mexico, I was fairly consistent with my uh, posts and publications and videos and things like that. And thanks to that, that drew a lot of attention from Latin America. So nice. I started, you know, posting about studies in prevention for cardiovascular diseases, diabetes and, mm. and obesity. And it drew attention. It, it actually, you know, one of the best things that have ever happened to me is that... Uh, I gave a seminar uh, to a group of physicians in Buenos Aires. It was an online seminar. I talked about the prevention of cancer, or the, uh, at least of the most common types of cancer through plant-based nutrition. And somehow, one of the physicians said, enough is enough. So he wrote a letter to their Congress in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And they let him speak in front of all the congressmen. Can you believe that? Wow. Yeah. I know it's exciting. So <laughs> that's how that's how good social media can be, 
Right. Absolutely. And I think it's it's really something very useful if you know how to do it, if you're serious about it, if you're honest and you know. Consistent. But yeah, definitely social media is it's very good for that. Now, the Spanish speaking population in New York, I haven't been able to get in touch with them so far. Mm. Uh, but hopefully I will be able to do it more in the upcoming day. Years. And so you work with Michelle McMacken, who's also a plant-based physician in New York, and you guys had a seminar earlier this year, Food as Medicine. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Michelle McMacken, she's an internal medicine physician. She's a good friend of mine. Uh, she's the director of the obesity clinic at Bellevue, one of the largest city hospitals in the entire nation. And she is incredibly passionate about lifestyle uh, medicine incredibly she speaks all over the east coast she teaches medical students she is a very very uh as i said uh passionate educator regarding plant-based nutrition so we got together we started talking and then we said like like good ideas right are born like over over dinner, we, we thought that New York needs a good vegan seminar, like mm -hmm. not just informative, but educational. Like, mm -hmm. for instance, if you have a person, let's say that you have a cousin that wants to go, that wants to become vegan, right? But they don't know how to do it. So they would come to our seminar. We will educate them regarding the science-based, the science uh, part of the vegan diet and also the practical part of the vegan diet. And it was our, it was, we were very honored because Janae Claiborne and Isabel Steichen, uh, Janae Claiborne, you probably know her from her very successful YouTube channel, Sweet Potato Soul. Mm -hmm. She, uh, she and Isabel uh, Steichen uh, gave us a cooking demo. Oh, wonderful. In our seminar. So, yeah. So, we tried to wrap everything up, like the science, the practical, and also the cooking demonstration. So we did it this year. We believe it was amazing. It was packed. Uh, so yeah, and we plan to do it more, more often during more. this year. Great. So you'll let us know when you guys are going to do that again. You said later this summer or fall. Of course we will. Yeah. Wonderful. Around that time. Okay. Yeah. And so what were the practical tips? What are your favorite practical tips to tell people when you're, you know, sharing the message of how to go to a plant-based diet? Actually, I got to be honest, that's not my forte. And I was like very, very happy that Michelle, Michelle has been working with patients mm -hmm. on the primary setting for many years now. So she's very knowledgeable of that. So <laughs> one of the best tips I got from her is that you have to avoid being hangry, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like uh, try to prepare your meals in advance to avoid pitfalls, and she came up with these studies that said that when people prep, it's more likely that they will have success. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't know that, as you know, as the logic that that might sound actually sometimes escapes our our thoughts. So mm -hmm. she she gave us tips of, as to how to prepare uh, meals in advance to be to become more successful in this weight loss journey, mm -hmm. and also. Uh, Janae and Isabel, they give us great tips regarding how to add flavor to our food because sometimes, you know, veggies are great, 
but they need a little bit of flavor, right? Mm -hmm. So she, she gave us an idea how to use bouillon, uh, obviously vegan bouillon, how to cook things without oil, which is very important. Mm -hmm. um, they actually provided uh, falafels made out of sweet potatoes and chickpeas. Oh, it was wow. amazing. I love amazing. It. <laughs> yeah. <Man>. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Also, uh, you know, social media can be good and can be bad at times. Hmm. Um, we've noticed that a lot of young people, they feel pressure to be super slim, to be ripped, to be beautiful in a vegan diet. And when they don't get that, they feel like depressed or they feel like the vegan diet let them down. We explained that that's not the case, that this is a, a long journey. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not long, but it's a journey. It takes time. Right. And the time varies from one person to another. And yeah, those are the, the best practical tips we gave. Also, Michelle uh, put together a list of online resources, mm -hmm. like videos, online books, conference, free YouTube videos. So people were very pleased because they got to do more research on the free time. Nice. Very nice. Now, you're also not only a resident, but you're a dad and a husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is a busy job in and of itself. So you have two little ones. How old are they? So I have Maximiliano, he's six years old, and I have Sebastian, which is 15 months old. Oh, I love those names. So how, yeah. how, do you, how are you raising these children to eat this way? Tell, do you have any tips on parenting or, you know, the little guy or the older one been in school yet to actually have, you know, other peer pressures to eat differently? Have you come across anything like that? So parenting tips, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, my, I cannot give you tips because obviously uh, that's not also my field of expertise, but what I, what we've noticed with my wife is that for Maximiliano, we used to give him one vegetable at a time. Like we did not pack his plate with five, six different types of vegetables. We just chose one, like either grape tomatoes or broccoli or carrot until he grasped the, grasped the entire flavor of each one and then he would decide which one he wanted to eat so that's what i recommend like introducing vegetables one at a time mm -hmm. because sometimes they get like very overwhelmed with too many flavors and i also remember once i listened to dr mcdougall giving a tip as to how to make kids eat more vegetables mm -hmm. and he 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 told his audience that we can blend veggies in tomato sauce and put it on whole wheat spaghetti so kids would eat this. And I did it, and it worked beautifully. Oh, I've done the exact same thing, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely great. And so, so, yeah, I mean, the good thing about New York is that New York is full of different cultures. Mm -hmm. And... Gladly, the school where my kid attends, they're very respectful. And there's a lot of uh, South Korean community, Japanese community, uh, Lebanese community. So these communities are not entirely plant-based, but they're more amenable to plant-based nutrition, mm -hmm. right? And they, do, and they do understand. A few of the teachers are vegans themselves. So, you know, it's not that hard. My best guess is that somehow 
maybe in, in other states in, in United States, it's harder. I don't know. But here is not that much. And you have great vegan restaurants literally every two or three blocks. Right. Well, yeah. I, I transitioned our diet uh, five years ago in Western Colorado. So my, my mm-hmm. husband's Filipino. And so my children, yeah. uh, I have three of them, and they were the token Asians, even though they're only half Asian in their entire probably <laughs> yeah. majority of the school. They're, there's, they're, they were the only Asians in their school. So, um, And then to place a plant-based diet on top of them, it was a really interesting transition for them. So, um, And we didn't have those restaurants. You know, we, we, I lived in a, worked in a town called Rifle. It's the name of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> there are challenges for sure. Um, but, you know, it's really interesting. During my time in Western Colorado, there's a, lot, there's a large Hispanic population. And mm-hmm. they were always uh, reaching out for um, ways to make that population healthy. So I actually did a seminar once, and I had a Spanish translator. And it was great. Um, they were so responsive, and it was a, it was a wonderful uh, opportunity. And one of my patients, actually, who um, is fluent in Spanish, is, is looking to actually start her own type of seminars and teaching people how to do that in, in Colorado. So I'm really excited to see, you know, the, this spread. Yeah, absolutely. And now that you mentioned Filipino culture, so I would say that the Filipino type of food and Mexican food is pretty much the same. Hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of, well, there's a lot of fried Filipino foods. <laughs> and pork. And pork, <laughs> pork, right? Oh, there's a lot of pork. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of fried food, and it's very good. I mean, I, I, we've been married almost 24 years, and it's it's very delicious food, but it's not, not exactly the healthiest. The um, healthiest, yeah. But when they, you know, when they were back in the Philippines, though, they had a lot of agriculture that was available to them, mangoes and fresh fruit and vegetables, and uh, a lot of that has been lost. As you know, as cultures move to the United States, they absorb our poor diet here and and also absorb yeah. the chronic diseases. But that is fascinating. So how is your wife? Did she Was she also vegetarian or vegan when you met and got married, or did you did you have some influence? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I got to say I influenced her. So <laughs> when, we, when we got together, I told her, you know, I'm vegetarian, but I don't want to push you. I don't want to put any pressure on you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. So she kept eating, like, her normal diet for – I would say for three, four more months. Mm -hmm. And one day she just woke up and said, you know, I want to give this try. And I told her, are you sure? And she said, yeah. And now she's like, I call her vegan level (laughs) 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 14.7. She's super vegan now. She's like, wow, she's the vegan police. She's asking everywhere if there's absolutely animal food in it. So it's, it's been a great transition. My wife, she's, very very innovative regarding recipes so that re- that has really helped us what is your favorite, we eat delicious what is her favorite your favorite recipe that she uh, cr- makes for your family so tacos obviously okay <laughs> what does she put in the tacos <laughs> so usually we use chipotle okay with lentils oh, nice. or any type of black beans okay and so you know Probably you've you've seen this before. There's a recipe called uh, puerco adobado, which is like roasted and spicy pork. Mm-hmm. So basically, what we do is we transform it with lentils. Okay. And we use it with uh, tortillas, corn tortillas. Okay. And we add some spinach, lemon, and avocado, and that's just gorgeous. It tastes awesome. That sounds. Delicious. And, <laughs> and you can actually do it with 
any type of legumes. And we add salsa, Mexican salsa, which is onion, cilantro, tomato, habaneros, salt, pepper, and cumin, and, and lemon. Yeah, wow. and that's it. Wow. So yeah. would your wife share her recipe with us so we could post it with your podcast? Absolutely. Actually, yeah, yeah, absolutely. She, a... she has an Instagram account. Oh, she does. Okay. What's her Instagram uh, name? And I can tag it. Her Instagram name is Maite, M-A-Y-T-E. Okay. Uh, her last name is Moncada, M-O-N-C-A-D-A. Okay. Maite Moncada. Right. Okay. I grew up in New Mexico, so I, I love... I'm sorry? I grew up in New Mexico, um, so I oh, love nice. lots of uh, Mexican dishes that I grew up with. It was, I love it. Um, so as far as your your training as a resident, how is that going? Are you having opportunities to share that with patients or with your other fellow residents or other colleagues, this message? Absolutely, absolutely. So what, tell us what's going on over there um, at the Metro Metropolitan Hospital Center. What What are you doing? Are you have you created a a place that others are are finding this message and coming on board, or what? Absolutely, I have a hashtag in my in my Instagram account. It's called Veggie Power hashtag Veggie Power. Uh -huh. So everyone in the hospital calls me Doctor Veggie Power. <laughs> 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 Even the nurses, when they put their names of the doctors on the whiteboard, they put me Dr. Veggie Power. So, yeah, <laughs> that's how outspoken I am. Uh, so right now I'm working on a quality improvement project. It's called Stop, Stop Hypertension with Plants and Exercise. Oh, yeah. So I'm reaching to all Hispanic population with hypertension, okay. mostly uncontrolled or out-of-control hypertension. And we create a pamphlet, Lori, where I teach them how to implement two vegan meals per day. Okay. Uh, and to do some body weight exercises. Nice. And we want to see how that impacts in the BP uh, numbers in three months. Okay. So we're going to start actually April the 1st. Okay. And, yeah, I'll let you know later how it, it turns out. Yeah. But we're very excited we have a lot of research going on. I have a lot of help. It was approved by the director of my outpatient clinic. So a lot of good doctors are on board on this project. So you're going to just, are you going to be having one-on-one uh, -on -one patient encounters with them and then giving them pamphlet, or are you just giving it as information, as educational resource, or what? So, yeah, that's, that's the sad part, right? I don't have a lot of time to sit with all of them one-to-one, -one. Okay. but we created this, I mean, this pamphlet that is very intuitive and very simple to read, okay. and hopefully they will implement that, but yeah, it's, it's just a pamphlet for now, okay. it's just info, information for now, yeah. Okay, very cool, it's a start, which is fantastic. Yeah. And as far as your decision, when you came from uh, Mexico, what made you decide to come to New York? <laughs> well, you know, it's the matching process, right? You you target programs and you get interviews. I was interviewing Nebraska and New York, <laughs> among others, and that's actually not very hard, right? <laughs> not very hard. <laughs> that makes it not very hard to decide. I said between Nebraska and New York, yeah, obviously New York, and mm -hmm. I don't regret it at all. I'm having mm -hmm. the time of our lives. We're having so much fun. We're meeting so 
you know, so many inspiring people. It's a beautiful city. That's it's a beautiful wonderful. city. So what, yeah. now what about your your other family, your parents or siblings? Are they also in Mexico or are there other physicians? Yeah. Are they plant-based yeah, my as da- well? Yeah. Yeah, my dad, he's a uh, hematologist and pediatrician in Mexico. He's not completely plant-based. I would say he is a weak vegetarian <laughs> from Monday to Friday vegetarian. Okay. Uh, my mom, she's more vegetarian than him. I mean, they, they lean towards plant-based nutrition, but they're, they're not entirely there. Uh, my siblings, no, not for now. They're not mm-hmm. vegetarians for now. And, but yeah, they, they, they love the lifestyle, but as you know, everyone has their own time, their own they have to make their own decisions. Yeah, it's their own journey. I think that's the toughest part is I found it more difficult to share this with closest people to you, your family and friends. Absolutely. They tend to be more resistant than a complete stranger you might meet on the street. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because, it's, you know, the, the strangers on the street, they don't have preconceptions regarding you. Mm-hmm. But in your family, they do, right? right. They right. think they know you. They, they think... They think they know everything about you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's unfortunately that's the way it is. So what I do, I don't know, I've lost my ego towards my family. Mm-hmm. For instance, when I have a close relative who wants to know about this, mm-hmm. I don't want them to hear it from me. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I recommend some friends that I have on Facebook or on Instagram because that way they don't feel pressured. Right. It's like a completely stranger giving an advice. If I take it, good. If I don't take it, who cares? No one's going to find out. Right. So that's what I do. That's my approach. That's a great way to approach that. You know, and that could be something that others can use who are asking uh, for ways of transition as well as just referral to other people. That's a great idea. Um, as far as do you have recommendations for individuals who might be listening and wanting to transition to the plant-based type of lifestyle? What, what are your recommendations for those folks to get started? Yeah, so in food as medicine, I forgot. It's so nice for you to brought it up. Uh, in food as medicine, we gave one of our tips was, okay, you want to give plant-based nutrition uh, uh, a try? Start with your breakfast for one week. Instead of eating whatever it is that you were eating from Monday to Friday, eat oatmeal, steel cut oats with walnuts, fruits, and another type of fruit, whatever type of fruit you want. Just from Monday to Friday and see how it goes. See how you feel. See how your digestive system improves. See how do you feel better with more energy, blah, blah, blah. You might add a green juice if you want to, you know, to make it a little bit more trendy. Uh, And that's it. See how it goes. If you like it, then implement a lunch. You can start with a salad with a falafel burrito, again, from Monday to Friday. And if you continue to feel great, then add dinner. And that's it. That's our best advice. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I've called it the three-week transition, and I've used that for years, and it works really well. So yeah. you're definitely on the right track from that. And um, usually I always tell them, too, that first week while you're planning breakfast, you can start planning lunch for next week. So it's not quite as exactly. overwhelming. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent. And as far as any um, future 
is there anything else that you're going to be speaking at or going to conferences um, besides the food is medicine later this fall or summer? Any others? So we we created in Mexico actually the first medical immersion in the history of my country, which is completely vegan. And we started also this January, uh, yeah, January 21st. We did that first one in 2017. Wow. And it was amazing. 50, yeah, 55 people attended. They came from all cities in Mexico. We did it in Monterrey, which is one of the largest cities in the north of Mexico. And we're going to do the second uh, medical immersion. It's called Medical Immersion Veggie Power. <laughs> of course. Of course. Veggie Power. <laughs> yeah, of course. And we're really looking forward to it because I want to create, a, I want to make of Mexico like the leading country for plant-based nutrition in Latin America. And I want people from all over Latin America come to our country to learn about the vegan movement, like right. Argentina, Colombia, Venezuela. So we're really looking forward to it. And in New York, we're going to, for sure, we're going to create another food as medicine. Mm -hmm. We don't have the date yet, mm -hmm. but we definitely will have it within, within this month, I guess. Oh, that's awesome. So what have you found in Mexico? Do they have the similar type of uh, difficulties of transitioning? Are, they, are there special problems there that you find different than here? I mean, I'm curious. You know, people ask me that all the time. Hmm. Uh, I think it's pretty much the same again okay. in all countries. Like, if you go to a large city in Mexico, let's say Mexico City or Guadalajara or Monterey, it's amazing. You have tons of vegan restaurants. You have places like Whole Foods. Well, it's not Whole Foods, but places Version. just <laughs> like that. Yeah, versions like that. So it's pretty simple. All you have to do is take your car, Go get nice, organic, fresh vegetable groceries. Go back home, watch YouTube, make some meals, and that's it, <laughs> right? right? But you have sometimes a minor city that doesn't have vegan restaurants. They don't have health food stores. Mm -hmm. And all you have is Kentucky Fried Chicken, McDonald's, and Burger King. That makes it very, very difficult. Right. So do you have so, food deserts in Mexico then? I mean... I mean, you have such a, it's such a large country. I mean, so do you have vast areas of where there is limited access to fresh foods? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. We have, uh, the, the problem with Mexico is that the socioeconomic gap, it's very wide, hmm. right? So you have a lot of cities with a lot of money and resources and you have a lot of cities which are extremely poor with no resources. So that's the main problem of our country. Uh, and you have places where actually you cannot find any fresh, fresh fruit within kilometers. It's like that bad. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So is, is, do many of those individuals um, grow their own foods? Is the temperature, uh, you know, welcoming of that or that climate uh, available for people grow their, their, to grow their own food? Do people do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. We we have a lot of uh, we are a very agricultural agricultural country. Okay. But unfortunately, most of our agriculture is full of pesticides, herbicides, what the, the things you know, right? Right. And they're they're monocrops. Uh, we grow a lot of potatoes actually. Okay. We grow a lot of broccoli. We grow a lot of green vegetables, onions, garlic, things like that. 
I, I don't believe we have the type of agriculture that they have, for instance, in California with this very wide type of agriculture. Okay. But, uh, yeah, the main problem in Mexico is that people do not eat vegetables. And call me an optimistic, but <laughs> I don't think it's because they don't like it. It's because they just don't do it as a culture anymore. Hmm. It's like you, you go have lunch with your mom and your mom prepare, prepares beef with potatoes and that's it. Wow. And it's not because you hate vegetables. It's just because your mom is not providing this. And the reason your mom is not providing this is because her mom didn't provide that. Wow. <laughs> you see, okay. it's just the culture. Okay. So you have to start changing the culture. Right. right. So believe me, Laurie, when people with very, very bad dietary habits make the switch to a plant-based diet, they, you know this. Mm -hmm. They immediately start to feel great. Right. right. And then they start to eat vegetables. It's just a matter to of teaching them, right. you know, to motivate them. So I believe that's where the future lies in creating, you know, educational seminars that motivate people and teach them how to implement this lifestyle. It's like school. Mm -hmm. It's like you might like being a lawyer, but you have never been exposure. You have never been exposed to, you know, law school. And once you go there, you love it and you feel that this is your future. So it's the same with plant-based nutrition. You have to expose people to it. Right. right. Once they're exposed, they can make up their own minds. I'm curious, is uh, Forks Over Knives uh, with Spanish subtitles, is that available in Mexico? Is that yeah, it's popular? quite available. It's, oh, yeah, okay. it's very, well, at least among my patients. <laughs> <laughs> I used to prescribe that when I was working as a general physician in Mexico. Okay. I... Uh, I gave them the, the link of the Spanish subtitled version of Forks Over Knives, and they loved it. They okay. loved it. Wonderful. That's And that's been such an amazing uh, culture shaker right there, just that, that movie in general by itself. Um, wow. Well, thank you, you know, Mauricio. This has been a great interview. I'm really excited to see where your future holds for you and uh, Dr. McMackin <laughs> and everything that goes forward from here. Um, is there any last bit of... Um, any message you'd like to share with the audience before you leave? Well, Laurie, uh, thank you very much. Thank you for uh, your wishes. Uh, huh. I guess that, you know, my, my, my last message would be the same that you've been preaching for all these years, right? Like, let's give plant-based nutrition a try. Uh, sometimes it's overwhelming to try to change your entire lifestyle. You don't have to, as you say, the three-week transition. Start with your breakfast and take it from there, right? And I guess that would be it. That's awesome. And as far as where can they find you on social media, where can they reach out to you? Yeah, they can reach out to me on my Instagram uh, account. It's Dr. Uh, well, I can actually text you, right? Okay. And you can put it on your – but it it's Dr. It's Dr. Mao, M-A-U, Gonzalez, Dr. Mao Gonzalez. And in Facebook, I'm with my full name, Dr. Mauricio Gonzalez. And that's where they can reach out. Perfect. And I'm always trying to, as much as I can, to answer all the comments and 
and uh, my threats. I'm impressed yeah. as a as an internal medicine resident and as a a, a, a dad. I mean, that's you're incredibly busy. <laughs> I'm I'm very impressed and I'm very excited that you took the time out to spend some. Uh, interviewing time with us today so that's no, my pleasure you know and um mercy we always like to say thank you at the end to our guests and everything that they've done for their patients and those that they'll the future that they'll reach and just acknowledge you and your work and i wish you the best and if there's anything i can do please feel free to reach out to me and i'll do everything i can to help as well thank you very much Lori. it's been a pleasure you're welcome and uh, you have a great day and thank you again for spending your time with us you too <laughs> bye-bye